now. Pray to Mary. It's a sin. Don't doubt her. Not to witness this in theaters. This is the work of the devil. Do you hear the voice? Shh. The Unholy. Rated PG-13. Now playing in theaters. Proud members of the Dread Central Podcast Network. Wendell Griffin Graves grew up loving two things, trivia and horror movies. Wendell had one lifelong dream, to be a contestant on a national TV game show. Please welcome our next contestant, Wendell G, everybody. It says here you're a horror movie fan, so this first question should be easy. Which of the following horror movies does not feature a chainsaw? A, The Evil Dead. B, Pieces. C, A Nightmare on Elm Street, or D, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Between the pressure of being on national television and the heat of the bright lights, Wendell choked. D, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh, so sorry, Wendell. Obviously, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre features a chainsaw. Wendell's televised humiliation drove him mad. After dropping off the grid, he's believed to be the quiz show killer, torturing his victims by making them answer horror trivia questions. If you have any information on his whereabouts, please contact your local authorities. Hello! And welcome to Kim and Cat Survive the Cellar. I'm the ghost of Kim Burns. And I am the ghost of Ketchum Porter. Each episode, two contestants duke it out in a battle of wits and horror knowledge to try and escape from a serial killer's cellar. Unfortunately, we didn't escape when he captured us. Hence, we are now ghosts. And now we're trapped here, doomed to ghost host this show forever. My ghosty best friendy, who is our first contestant? I'm so glad you asked. Our first contestant is Jeremy Gardner from Kissimmee, Florida. Jeremy is a bartender who sometimes makes movies, and he's fucking amazing in them, if I do say so myself. It says here... When you were four, your father told you that you were going to die. <laughs> well, it's true. While he was watching, the hills have eyes. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> that's true. How does how did that make you feel? It made me cry myself to sleep. You know, it's just like well, that's the classic story of living in a trailer in Florida, waking up in the middle of the night, going to crawl up on the couch next to your father who's watching a cannibal movie, and him deciding that that was the time to go. Oh yeah, you're gonna die someday, son. I'm gonna die. Mom's gonna die. Everyone's gonna die. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's affected me at all, really, though. The classic tale. Such a touching bedtime story. We should all have fathers that are that honest. Hopefully, today's the day oh, that you die. That Great. I, die? I meant to say it that hopefully it's not, but wow. uh, I guess we could use some company. So, <laughs> sorry. Wait, in the game or in real life? In the game, which is real life, obviously. <laughs> I don't want you to die. I'm just kidding. I hope you survive. Our second contestant is himself a new father so i'm glad you got some pointers about the types of stories you should be telling your brand new daughter david lawson jr from los angeles tell her she's gonna die <laughs> dave is a producer and it says here you've known kim and ket oh that's us since before any of us moved to la 
And Kim was in your first film you ever produced. So, it's Dave, true. tell us about why it was only Kim in that movie. Ah. Mostly it was talent. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a fact. That's I concur. Uh, yep. But also it was just a lack of room. <laughs> I was looking on GMDB. That's Ghost Movie Database. Oh and God. I saw that you guys may have worked together on things. Can you tell us about that? I'm sorry. I'll see myself out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, occasionally, occasionally, uh, occasionally I'll fly to Florida and make a movie with this bull. Occasionally. You did it once. (laughs) Well, that's an occasion. So you guys are probably a little confused. Like, why am I in this basement talking to two ghosts? But the thing is, we don't have a lot of time because you're about to be murdered. So here's the tea. You've been kidnapped by Wendell Griffin Graves. What? A.K.A. the quiz show killer. He's left to do goddess knows what. Probably taking pictures of his cats. But he'll be back soon. Before he gets back, we are going to ask you three rounds of trivia questions. They're going to be about horror movies, TV shows, serial killers, general creepiness. So each round, you'll acquire survival items that you can use to help plan your escape. Pay attention to how your opponent plays the game, because at the end, you're going to have to decide if you want to team up with them or if you want to go it alone as you try to make a break for it from the cellar. If you get stumped, each player does get to use the Ouija board once to call upon your ghost hosts for some help. Can't promise we'll know the answer, but you can give it the old ghostly college try. Now, as if playing for your lives wasn't enough motivation, today's winner will also receive a $100 Amazon gift card. Not only that, but the winner also gets a prize pack for the new Dread Release Sacrifice, including a Blu-ray and some sweet swag. Also, whoever makes it out of the cellar will be eligible to return to the cellar. I have no idea why you'd want to do that (laughs) for our season finale where players have a chance of up to a $1,000 prize. See, hold on. So you set up all these incentives to win, like a gift card stuff, and then you go, but you could team up at the end? I'm not going to team up if I – what, am I going to split my Amazon gift card with Dave? (laughs) Who knows? Maybe you get stuck with a pile of shit and you'll have no choice. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dave, don't try and guilt me with your new baby. I am still going to try to take this money from you. (laughs) Okay, round one. Cheap thrills, aka questions about low budget horror. Oh, Kim, I just got. Did you get an alert? What? No. Oh, you. Oh, me. It's a news you. alert. A man believed to be quiz show killer suspect Wendell Griffin Graves was spotted on a security camera at Dick and Ball Sporting Goods in the Glendale Town Mall. Footage shows him exiting the mall and heading south. Oh shit, we need to get started. Okay, guys. Question one of round one. In the 2014 micro-budget chiller Creep, what ailment does Joseph, played by Mark Duplass, claim to have when he hires a videographer off of Craigslist to make a video of him for his unborn son? Jeremy is locked in. Dave is locked in. All right, show us your answers. Jeremy, what did you have? I put cancer just because that's always a safe bet. Cancer, cancer the safest the bet. bet. Yes, I've never been so happy to get cancer. <laughs> and Dave, what did you have? I put I put lupus. Oh, so terribly wrong. Which is not even which is not even it's not even a, a life. It's not a terminal no. disease, Dave. It is not. How do you I don't understand your context clues. You have an option to just say, if someone's terminally ill, what do you think they got? And you go, lupus? <laughs> You're not getting out of this basement, Dave. <laughs> 
I'm so excited. We're going to hang out. We're going to play board games. It's going to be oh, great, Dave. Like old times, Dave. I just want to hang out with my friends. <laughs> All right, question number two. In the 1999 found footage juggernaut, The Blair Witch Project, what happened to the map? Dave, what did you have? It burned. It did not burn. Dave. That's me. And I was not confident. Dave, come and on. And Jeremy? He kicked that shit in the river. <laughs> That's correct. That means Jeremy is up to nothing. Yes, I'm winning. Wow. I haven't seen that film since it came out in the theater. Dave, this is so embarrassing for you, but I believe in you for this next one. Dave, are you even trying? <laughs> to be honest, this is the least embarrassing thing that's happened all day. If you don't get your shit together, we're going to die. That is true. Well, so I'm going to die. You might get out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Question number three. Released a year before the Blair Witch Project and with a similar premise, the last broadcast features a public access TV crew who ventures into the Pine Barrens to document which legendary creature. Jeremy is locked in and was scribbling very confidently. Uh, come on now. I was also scribbling confidently on a show I've never seen. Dave is also locked in. Show us your answers. <laughs> I, well, I, oh, God. Okay. Uh, Dave, what did you put? I put Bigfoot. Wow. Honestly, if we had a prize for getting three wrong in a row, you would get it. But we don't. So, Jeremy, what did you have? I put the Jersey Devil. Dave, context clues. Come on. This is incredible. So, Jeremy has now won three questions in a row because the answer is the Jersey Devil. Question number four. Mike Flanagan's 2016 film, Hush, stars Kate Siegel, who co-wrote the script with Flanagan, and I did not know that, as a horror writer who suffers from what physical malady? I'm so afraid the killer's gonna hear me scribbling confidently. <laughs> so confident. All right, they're both ready. Show us your answers. Jeremy, what did you have? I put she's deaf. Deafness. That's correct. I put a clever palette. <laughs> Incorrect. Dave, I'm not sure if you're attempting to get things right at this point. I'm concerned for you and your survival in the cellar. All right, let's see if he can pull it out this time. With a budget of just $100,000, 1986's Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, stars which eventual cast member of The Walking Dead in his first film role? So, Dave, context clues, Dave. If you just name actors in The Walking Dead, you may have a shot at it. Jeremy's locked in, as usual. Dave is locked in. Dave, I believe in you. I'm going to let you go first. What is it? Ross Marquand. Oh, man, that is wrong again. And Jeremy, so what sad. did you Just, have? I'm going to kill myself in this basement. <laughs> Michael Rooker. It's Michael Rooker. Come on. It is Michael Rooker. Correct. What are you doing over there? Wow, Jeremy, I would like to congratulate you. We have never had someone with a full shutout of all five questions ever before. So congratulations. Well, it's because you've never had anyone as dumb as Dave. <laughs> that means it is time to find out what our first survival items are. So here's how it works. Jeremy, you get the choice of either item one, which we know is a camping cooler, or item two, which we aren't going to tell you what it is. So you can either keep the camping cooler and give Dave the mystery item, or you can take the mystery item and give Dave the camping cooler. It's the Monty Hall problem. 
kind of. I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I want. I, I want the uh, the mystery prize. The mystery survival item. Okay. Mystery prize. It was one of the camping cooler. Well, now you've, you've got, got one. It's the only thing you've gotten so far. Is something I gave you. <laughs> that means Jeremy gets item number two, which is a snake wrangler grabby thingy. You know what I mean? Um, those are called snake hooks. Okay, snake, snake hooks. I, did I was hear, going to be. I, did. I wanted to be a herpetologist before I got into movies. He's the only person that would know that is he wanted to be an ornithologist. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you ask Dave how much I gave them shit about the snake and synchronic? I'm just saying that venom and and uh, poison is the same thing. I will fucking kill you. <laughs> okay. We need to keep moving before the contestants kill each yes. other. This is a new twist to our game. Oh, oh no. I think my this phone. is yours. Is that my dating app? No. No it's booty call? <laughs> booty call. <laughs> These purported therapist notes we've obtained from Wendell's stay at the Crestshire Mental Health Facility in Pomona paint a picture of a troubled childhood for young Wendell, including a passage that claims that, and I quote, Wendell's brother would stuff him inside a camping cooler for hours at a time. To this day, even the sight of one causes him to hyperventilate from the trauma. <gasps> Ooh, that's interesting. Damn it. Wow. Now who's not so useless anymore? Okay, Dave. Yeah, well, I'm just going to beat you with the snake hook and take the cooler back. <laughs> Again, this is a new twist we've never dealt with before, Kim, where both contestants will be dead before Wendell gets here. Okay, so round two. We need to move through this. So, Freudian horror, a.k.a. is everything a penis, if you believe hard enough? Questions about phallic symbols and horror. This is your moment, Dave. Uh, this is my jam. Okay, so Dave, this reminder is mainly for you. If you don't know an answer, you can use a Ouija board. And just a reminder, the points go back to zero now for the start of a new round. So we're all tied yeah, so up. We're all tied. We're tied again. All tied up. And I have the and I have the good item, and Jeremy doesn't. Wow. <laughs> Question number one: Which film in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise features a giant? particularly penis-like Freddy snake that tries to devour the movie's heroine. Dave is ready. I, I knew this was your, your category. Penises all day, every day. I'm a little worried now. <laughs> okay. Dave, what did you have? Number three. Number three is correct. Yay! Jeremy? I put Freddy's dead. Freddy's dead. <laughs> so sorry. Freddy, Freddy 3 is when they when they jumped the shark and really got fucking stupid with all of their kills. Oh, I'm so Dave now fucking knows everything. <laughs> no, I just know about penises and Freddy movies. 1987's A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. My favorite one. Okay, question number two. In the opening scene of the 1992 film Basic Instinct, what phallic symbol does the femme fatale use to penetrate her victim? Jeremy is locked in. Dave is locked in. And Jeremy, what did you have? I put an ice pick. Ice pick is correct. Dave, what did you have? I also had ice pick. Ice because pick. I'm smart. Yes, you are, Dave. Oh, Wonderful no. job. Two to one. Favoring okay. Dave. It, it's literally killing me seeing that Dave is beating me this round. <laughs> I, it's killing me. So if he dies, then Wendell doesn't have to kill me, right? Only if you escape. Still need to so escape. So my only advantage to that five nothing round was just picking which which item I got. Correct. Correct. I'm gonna fuck. 
<laughs> Question number three. What are the giant worm-like monsters in the 1990 horror comedy Tremors called? Jeremy is ready. Uh-oh. Oh. He's ready. Jeremy, what did you have? Graboids. You're called graboids. That is correct. And Dave? I had wormies. <laughs> wormies. So I'm close. I'm going to kill you. That's what I called them, but that's not correct. Yes. So it looks like we're all tied up now. Oh my gosh. Two, two, two. to two. Okay. <laughs> Question number four in round two. The 1996 Quentin Tarantino slash Robert Rodriguez vampire flick from dusk till dawn features a biker named Sex Machine, played by character actor and makeup effects legend Tom Savini, who has what unique weapon? I haven't seen this movie in a long time, so this answer is wrong. Dave is locked in. Very confident. Jeremy is locked in. Uh, Great. And uh, Dave, what did you have? I wrote dildo gun. Dildo gun. I mean, Ooh. a dildo is a dick. It is. No. Is a, it's close. Our judges are. Our judges are saying no. Jeremy. Hold on. Hold on. This is more specific. This is what I originally uh, wrote. Yes, that is correct. A penis holster that holds a gun is the correct answer. It's a dildo. Well, yeah. Okay. So it's a, but if it's a penis holster, it's also kind of a dildo. No, it sounds like you're saying he's holding a dildo shaped gun in his hand. This is this mm, is a, this is strapped to his yes. dick. Yes, like the the gun itself is not a dildo. Correct. It's... Yes. No. Surprise, Sydney. <laughs> Plot twist. Okay. It looks like Jeremy has gotten three answers in a row. Correct. And that means he has the opportunity, if he would like, to switch his survival item with Dave. As a reminder, Dave has a camping cooler and Jeremy has a snake hook. Son of a bitch. Okay, hold on. Now we know the camping cooler actually, uh, you know, causes some kind of trauma to Mr. Killer guy, but I'm just, I'm way too connected to snakes, and I've always kind of wanted a snake hook, so I'm just going to keep it. All right, I love it. Okay. Ruined by your emotions again, Mm. I see. I know. (laughs) Yeah, Jeremy has decided to follow his heart. We'll see how that works out for him. Adorable. It seems too, it seemed too convenient, so I'm going to stick with it. Love it. Last. I'm going to regret that. <laughs> All right. Well, we're still at 3-2, Jeremy. Last question of the round, Dave. Which 1988 Wes Craven film features a scene where Bill Pullman's character has a nail hammered through his genitalia? Ow. I'm going to use my Ouija board. Ooh, that means you're asking Catherine if she knows the answer to this question. Oh, no. He's definitely not going to get it. Now he's going to get it. Oh, no. I, uh, we actually don't have the answer, so we have to know it or not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Dave, I, I'm sorry to say this, but you've called upon a ghost who does not know the answer. Yes. I'm going to go with one of the nightmares. Ironically, so did I. So did I. Oh, wow. Let's see your wrong answers. We'll start with you, Dave. Uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare. That is incorrect. Well, that is a shame. Uh, Jeremy? Uh, I I wrote down the serpent and the rainbow. That is correct. What I say about snakes? I know there's a lot of snake symbolism here for Jeremy. That means Jeremy wins round two. So you now have the option. You mean my prize is going to help me escape and you <laughs> stay in this cellar? 
same situation. Item number one is a can of hairspray. You can decide to keep it or give it to Dave. I'm, I'm going to literally win this whole game and take the mystery prize every time and just die with, with, with a snake hook in my hand. Um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the mystery again. Oh, he takes the mystery item. Okay, Dave, that means you now have a camping cooler and a can of hairspray. And it means that... I mean, I need it. Look at this. It's going crazy. <laughs> and it means That's, that Jeremy now has a snake hook and another snake hook. Come on. An antidote to snake venom. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't know this would be such a snake-heavy episode, and that really is working out for you, Jeremy. I, I didn't either. Yeah, we did not uh, plan I, this. If you really want me to get nitpicky here, it would yeah. be called anti-venom. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excuse I, me. Now, you know now it may be that I'm going to kill you. So <laughs> now uh, new twist. <laughs> We kill you before Wendell gets you back. You can't kill me. I am king of the snakes. Do I get all of his items if you kill him? Guys, guys, guys. We have to focus because I just got another alert, and it's not my news alert. It is my neighborhood watch oh, app. Oh, He's in the neighborhood Okay, now. okay, okay, okay. All right. Last and final round. Keith David or David Keith? <laughs> Questions about films featuring Keith David or David Keith? <laughs> just as a reminder. <laughs> Just as a reminder, uh, Jeremy, you still have one Ouija board left if you would like some help. Those are super helpful, too. Well, I saw how well it worked yeah. out last time. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I am curious about this. Without giving it away on which way you're leaning, knowing that you are either going to have to team up or go it alone at the end, do each of you have an idea of which way you're going? I never turn my back on a friend. Mm -hmm. Wow, so mm -hmm. Dave is going with guilt trip to survive. <laughs> okay, mm -hmm. hold on. Uh, see, I, Somebody that I would call a brother and help move, I would definitely try to help out of this cellar. But that's this just me. Fair. I can't, not no, fair. no, I can't, I can't speak for everybody in this room. Like, yeah, I mean, helping someone move is more than This is not them. fair because I don't understand necessarily how the game is constructed yet. So, mm. so I'm... I'm leaning towards uh, the teammate might be necessary. However, it doesn't seem fair to me to beat his ass and then just, like, take, like, help. I, I don't get it. I don't know. I just don't know. It's going to come down to the end. I thought we were brothers. Isn't that, the, isn't that the code of being brothers is that you beat somebody's ass and then you team up with them? when somebody else comes out? Like, that's part of, like, being a brother. He would help you move. And these are the type of life lessons that Kim and Ket's Survive the Cellar dives into. <laughs> so here we go. Question number one yeah. of the final round. At the end of John Carpenter's The Thing, Childs, played by Keith David, and McCready, played by Kurt Russell, talk. But only one of them has visible breath. Which one is it? Uh, fun fact, um, in the script, it's not McCready, it's Mac Reddy. <laughs> that, that is true, actually. It does say Mac Reddy. Uh, Dave is locked in. Jeremy is locked in. Okay, nice. And Dave, what did you have? I put Keith David. That is incorrect. Jeremy, what do you have? I also put Keith David. Incorrect. It Ooh. is actually Kurt Russell's character, McCready, or Mac Reedy, as Dave says. Mac Reddy. Technically, he said Mac, Mac Reddy. Mac Reddy. Apologies. Kim, do you hear something? Is that the door opening? It's Wendell. Oh, no. Oh, shit. You guys, he's in the house. Our friend is he's home. He's coming to kill us. We need to keep moving. Question number two. 
In the 1984 Stephen King adaptation Firestarter, Andy McGee, played by David Keith, has the telepathic power to push or control people's actions. What side effects does using his power give him? Dave is ready. Jeremy is ready. Okay, show us your answers. Dave, what did you have? Well, I had the uh, the side effect to all of 80s uh, uh, <laughs> choices that you make, nosebleeds. That is correct. <laughs> and Jeremy, what did you have? I put bloody nose, so yes. Also <laughs> correct. That is true. There were a lot of nosebleeds in the 80s. That's, that's yeah, very right. true. Coincidentally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Kim, do you hear that? That is oh, a Jesus. wet, wet stab that is happening upstairs. Oh, no. We're going to have a new ghost friend soon. Oh, yeah. For sure. I don't think he's surviving that one. Okay, guys. Sorry. We got to pick up the pace or you're going to be stabbed in just a second as well. Identify this Keith David movie from the following sound. What's your name? Marion. Well, uh, what do you know? Maid Marion. <laughs> I'm Little John. Okay, what movie is that horribly disturbing sound clip from? Oh, his voice was just so buttery and sexy. It just distracts me. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what every girl thinks when they hear that clip, too. <laughs> I liked it. Oh, Kim, we need to deal with that. I'm little John. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll, I'll be your maid, Marion. <laughs> oh, my God, wait. I actually <laughs> thought that was the clip. That's really good. That's creepily good. Okay, and Dave, what did you have? I had Pitch Black, the Vin Diesel classic. <laughs> Incorrect. Jeremy, what did you have? I put Candyman, even though I know that's Tony Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jeremy took no context clues from the name of the round uh, and chose Candyman. The correct answer is Darren Aronofsky's nightmarish requiem for a dream that your ghost host, Ketrin, uh, still has active nightmares about. That was a tough one. Kim, do you hear that? It appears that the stabbing is over, and now the dragging has started. Oh, no. Looks like we're about to have a body tumble down the stairs, everyone. Dave, quick, get inside the camping cooler. (laughs) Remember when that happened to us? I do. Memories. Memories. All right, we're tied up. 1-1. Question number four. The 2005 TV movie, Locust, the Eighth Plague, features David Keith, Julie Benz, and Jeff Fahey, facing off against the titular locusts. But these aren't just any ordinary locusts. What's different about them? Oh my god. <laughs> Dave is ready. Dave's ready, but he's changed his answer. <laughs> okay. Jeremy's ready. Okay, show us your answers. I don't know. I don't know about these locusts. <laughs> Dave, what did you have? They have dildo guns. <laughs> That's such a great guess. Uh, but no, incorrect. These locusts did not have dildo guns. Jeremy, what did you have? Uh, I put that the locusts were venomous. Uh, also incorrect. They are genetically engineered and they eat human flesh. Ooh, that's rough. Still tight. Fun fact, it appears that Wendell may also eat human flesh, possibly. So let's move on to question number five. I will say this is my favorite question of this entire episode. So here we go. (laughs) How long is the epic alley fight between Nada, played by Roddy Piper, and Frank, played by Keith David, in John Carpenter's 
they live. <laughs> Closest answer gets the point. How long? How long is the epic alley fight? Closest answer gets the point. It was no less than 372 minutes in my world, but <laughs> yeah. I'm interested to hear the correct answer. Dave is locked in with a competent guess. It's not a competent guess just because it's quick. <laughs> All right, I got it. I'm locked in. Jeremy is also locked in. Dave, what did you have? Three minutes and 47 seconds. Okay, and Jeremy, what did you have? <laughs> I put seven minutes and 16 seconds. Wow, that was really, really close. What's the answer? The correct answer was five minutes and 23 seconds, which Ooh. means Dave's answer was closest, and he now has the very unfamiliar sensation of winning this round. <laughs> oh, Congratulations. Shit. So that means, okay, to recap, Dave, you have a camping cooler and hairspray. Jeremy has a snake hook and anti-venom. You now get to choose between item number one, Dave, which is a Zippo lighter, or a mystery item number two. Just take the Zippo lighter, light your hairspray, and just give me stuck with whatever snake-related object is hidden again. <laughs> you know what? You know what? To force... To force cooperation, I am going to take the mystery item. Oh, oh wow! The hairspray and his Zippo lighter are useless without one another because in friendship is how we find <laughs> real success. So I will take the mystery oh. item. Wow. Okay, so that means, Jeremy, you have a Zippo lighter, which makes your items a snake hook, anti-venom, and a Zippo. <laughs> Dave now has a camping cooler, hairspray, and an inland taipan, which is the world's most venomous snake. <laughs> how does everyone feel about that? Jeremy is in shock. Dave, you have no idea how to handle that snake. <laughs> Look, put that... Put... Okay. Oh, Dave, Dave, that snake is very dangerous. <laughs> it's got a coffin-shaped head, and it's just brutal. Okay? It's brutal. I don't know what you're going to do with it. By the way, I wish I wish that you guys knew how much Jeremy loves snakes before you <laughs> organized this thing. No, but here's the thing about a Taipan. Like, I can speak Taipan. Can you? So people have called me a snake charmer in the past. People have called you a snake. People have called you a snake. People have called me a snake charmer in the past. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Wendell is going to come down here any second. So before he does... You, too, need to create a plan using all of your items to get out of this cellar. Okay, now listen to the important part. Your plan has to convince us that it would actually, in real life, which this is, work. Obviously. You can either decide to work together in friendship, hand-in-hand, hand, pooling your resources to try to escape, or you can choose to go it alone and try to beat him and get out all by yourself. But you have to make your decision in secret without consulting the other player. So look at your items. Do you have enough to make a plan to defeat Wendell on your own? Or do you need something that the other player has? Is the other player your true friend? Or have they been trying to kill you all episode? This is where it gets interesting. If you both choose to go it alone, then you compete against each other and Kim and I will decide who's got the better plan to hashtag stay alive. If you both choose to work together, you'll team up to devise a plan to use all six items to try and survive. And if that plan convinces us that it would work, you'll escape, but you split the gift card 50-50. But if you choose to work together and the other one chooses to go it alone, 
Whoever chose work together dies. Bye. Yeah, this is that fucked up. This is that, oh, this is that moral quandary. Uh, oh, God, there was a great podcast about it, but we don't have time. I hate this. <laughs> okay, so the Go It Alone player will have to come up with a plan to try to escape, but they can only use their own items. If your escape plan works, you survive the cellar and keep all the prices for yourself. Okay, what's it going to be? Work together, go it alone. Looks like they both are locked in with their answers. Show us your answers. One, two, three, say it at the same time. Work, Work together. together. Oh, yay. Friendship. Best friend. Friendship wins. Only because he has the snake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So that means you guys are going to have to discuss, figure out how to use all six items effectively, and convince us that that will get you out of this cellar. All right, Dave, I think you, you've been you've been stewing on a plan here. What's your, quick, what's your plan? I'll poke holes in it. Okay, so here's the plan. We put the cooler three foot into the room, right? So Wendell has to come into the room, right? He sees the cooler. Camping cooler will stun him for a second, right? The camping cooler is placed opposite side of someone holding our snake. So now this guy has the venom because also they're closest to the snake. I recommend that be you because obviously you love snakes. Um... And then when he comes in, boom, we hit him with the snake, right? And at the same time that you hit him with the snake, I use the hairspray and lighter to hit him and then also the snake because uh, I don't have the venom to, to, to not die. Uh, I don't like this. I don't like the situation where the snake dies. We're going to have to, well, but I'm going to, I'll throw it away. Um, well, look, here, here's my issue is the snake is, um, even though it's deadly, it, it, this guy's a, a brutal killer. Even though the snake is deadly, once it's, it, it's venom doesn't act immediately. It's going to take a second. He's still going to be coming at him. Right. Well, that's why we have, that's why we have the hairspray with the, the hairspray with the lighter. I hit him with that too. So he's double hit. He's hit with venom and also hairspray fire. And just a reminder, you need to use all six items. That is all six, isn't it? That's the snake. The lighter, the hairspray. No, the antidote. We're not You're, using the No, antidote. because Jeremy's going to have the antidote because he's going to be closest to the snake. Because he has the snake on the, on the snake hook. Okay. Which can be unwieldy because I've seen a snake hook before. And, and frankly, uh, I'm not... Uh, while I, I love Jeremy's enthusiasm, uh, I don't know how much handling he's done with uh, poisonous snakes. They're venomous, Dave. They're venomous. First off, I've got the snake hook. Okay, look, let's, let's think about this. Okay, he's got to come down the stairs, right? He's got to come down the stairs. So... You're going to be down at the bottom of the stairs looking like a weaselly little baby. Like, please, don't kill me. Don't kill me. Meanwhile, I've got the snake head clasped in the snake tongs underneath the stairs. So as he's coming down the stairs towards you, that's when you kick over the, the cooler to the foot of the stairs. He stops on the stairs, giving me the time to wedge the snake between the slats and the steps, biting him on the ankle. He trips and falls, and you Zippo burn his face. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's the same plan with, with a little bit more possess. Yeah, but mine's more visually. Right, it's more possessed. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the difference between a producer's vision and a director's vision. Yeah, we get a purple prose. It's a, I've read your script. It's a punch-up. I get it. <laughs> nice. Okay, him and I... It's a good burn. Before Wendell comes down, Kim and I are going to deliberate in our ghost corner. I don't like that our that our future's in the hands of ghosts. Okay. We have deliberated. And based on what we know about Wendell and what we know about you guys, Kim and I have decided that you win! Yes! <laughs> 
It's all thanks Yay. to snakes. So that means you guys will be splitting a $100 Amazon gift card. Dave, that means you get 50 and Jeremy gets 50. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry, I'm a producer. That's not how we split things. It's 80-20. 80-20. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. You'll also each be getting a prize pack featuring Blu-rays and swag, courtesy of Dread. Yay. Yay. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Congratulations. Um, if you would like to be found, where can people find you? Or tell us what's what's uh, happening in your life now that you get to keep living it. Jeremy? Uh, I just got done shooting a movie in Indiana with Eric Pennycuff. That's going to be awesome. And uh, you can find me on uh, all the socials at Mr. Jeremy Gardner, because I'm very proper. <laughs> Dave? Uh, you can find me on all the social media, uh, at David Lawson Jr., where we update constantly on all of our fun movie-making experiences, even when they happen to be with Jeremy Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So follow those guys. They're amazing. Uh, this has been Kim and Kat's Survive the Cellar. You can follow us at KKSTC Podcast on all the things, and be sure to rate, subscribe, and review. You can also check us out on our other podcast, Kim and Kat Stay Alive. Maybe. Where we take turns seeing if we can survive horror movies that we've never seen before. New episodes every Wednesday wherever you listen to podcasts and you can follow us at KK Sam Podcast. May I recommend the episode on spring? It's particularly good. Ah, yes, it yes. is. So, <laughs> until next time, stay, stay alive! alive!